already in the lives of some of us. Just go ahead and appreciate him. Thank him for what he started on Sunday. Oh, Sunday was awesome. Sunday was wonderful. Sunday was powerful. Go ahead and appreciate him. I got home on Sunday. I could not sleep. I saw myself groaning in the spirit. I saw myself praying and asking, Lord, I just want more of you. I was groaning and praying. Go ahead and thank him. I know that some of us already have started having undeniable encounters. Go ahead and appreciate him. Go ahead and thank him for what he did in your life, in my life, in this place on Sunday. Thank him for what he did yesterday. Yesterday was amazing. Go ahead and appreciate this amazing God who is more than enough. He's much more than enough. Go ahead and thank him. Blessed Redeemer, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I will share two things with us very quickly and we pray and I invite the man of God. On Sunday when I got home, I was, I couldn't sleep. The power of God was so heavy upon me. I saw myself praying in a dimension I've not seen in a long time. That means even without laying of hands, things are happening in our midst. Amen. Yesterday, stroke into this morning, I had a dream. I saw some of you. I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I, I, I saw one of you. I saw him crying to God. You know what he was saying? He was saying, Lord, fill me. That's all he was crying. And the power of God was entering him. Praise the name of the Lord. Did the man of God lay hands on anybody? And I saw some people pursuing me and some other people, some of you. And we ran into a room and we're afraid. And they were pushing the door trying to enter. We're panicked. And guess what? They entered. And the door opened. And then something told me, come on, you have the ring. Beat them. I beat the hell out of the people. And I drove them out. Listen to me. Something is going on. That's not all. That's not all. One of us called me this morning. I said, Pastor, I had a dream. I had, listen, your own is next. He called, he said, I, have a, I had a dream. I said, what happened? He said, every time I have that kind of dream, something bad happens the next day. I said, really? He said, yes. That anytime he sees snakes in his dream, even if he fasts and pray, it will happen. But yesterday night, they came again. They didn't know that this man had an encounter. He said in the dream, as the snakes were coming, he started panicking. And guess what? The snakes, all of them started catching fire. Listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. Don't wait till you fall. It's not when you fall. It's not when they say, come, let's pour oil and lay hands. Listen. The Bible says, while Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. Listen to me. Tonight promises to be the ultimate night. Someone is going home with his inheritance. In the name of Jesus. Now listen, let me read something for you. Galatians chapter 4, we prayed with it on Sunday. Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Galatians 4, 1 and 2. Look at what the Bible says. Now I say that the hair 
as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Listen, when that time comes for someone to take inheritance, what happens? It must be brought under the tutors. You must be taught. Is that not what's happening here? Listen to me. Someone's appointed time has come. Your appointment for your inheritance has come. Lift up your right hand to God and say, Father, say, Father, at the end of this meeting, deliver my inheritance. Go ahead and pray. Deliver my inheritance. Let me enter my inheritance. Everything that you have destined for me, everything that you have written for me, everything that heaven has released to me by the end of today lord let it be in my hands every promise promise of marriage promise of breakthrough the ring the rope the sun deliver to me go ahead and pray this is not an ordinary meeting this is not a regular meeting this is an appointment with destiny. There's someone here. Your appointed time has come. Malada Zegedos. Your appointed time has come. Your time of appointment is now. You are not going home the way that you came. Something must shift for you. Something must give way. Your destiny must turn around. Your heritage must be delivered. You are entering your inheritance in the name of Jesus thank you father blessed be your holy name in Jesus mighty name we pray are you excited in the house come on jam your hands together shout hallelujah well we welcome the man of God prophet Samuel let's put our hands together hallelujah rich in mercy let's give him praise and glory there is none like our king there is none like our god lift up your hands and worship him give him praise and glory there is none like him father we thank you for your presence we thank you for your grace and your glory we thank you for the immutability of your counsel we bless you lord we give you worship we give you honor we give you adoration magnify you, be magnified, be glorified, lift your voice and bless him, open your mouth and bless him, lift your two hands to heaven and worship God, hallelujah, lift your hands and host the presence of the living God, come Lord Jesus, your power and your glory tonight, come, Lift your voice and worship. Lift your hands and bless his name. Lord, we worship. 
Jacob had an encounter with God. Genesis 28 from verse 16. Jacob awoke from his sleep and he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. I pray for you today as the spiritual gates are open, you will find access. Lift up your hands and worship one more time before you take your seat this evening. Let's worship. Let's worship. Abash. Let's worship. We are ascending to the higher dimension. Thank you, Lord Jesus. your doings and it's marvelous in our side thank you for the rope thank you for the ring we are here tonight for the sandals as the kids and the elements of inheritance are completed we shall move into glory we thank you Lord for what you did on Sunday diverse testimonies Tuesday Monday rather diverse testimonies Thank you for what you have started today already. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We extol you, Lord. Hallelujah. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' matter name we are praying. Let the saints of God shout a louder amen. Let the saints of God shout a more louder amen. Let me hear you say a louder amen. element of inheritance, please stand, is the rope, the ring, and the sanders. And in my emphasis, I said that access is better than asset. Don't leave asset for your children. Leave access for them. Let them have access to God. If everything disappear in a jiffy, how will you get it back? Their way back, once anything happened, they die, because that is their life. But the Bible said the life of a man is not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. So when the father divided his livelihood to these children... He was trying to show a greater example of what he intended. His livelihood, his estate, 
his assets that he liquidated was not the inheritance. I know some of you might inherit your parents' properties and beautiful stuff. But in the long run, you will discover that is not it. If you don't have the real element of inheritance, you will discover you have gained nothing. Many properties and many inheritance of certain people at a particular period of time have been transferred to others. Either the ones that only before sell it, they lose it, or they gamble with it. Solomon said, a man can labor for everything and work very hard to gather things together. But if he's not fortunate and he gives back to a foolish son, he said he can waste everything in a day. And at the end of the day, all the labor become rubbish. He has assets. He didn't give his son assets. And he wasted it immediately. He entered the throne. Pray tonight. Lord, I desire access tonight. Access into your mysteries. Access into the truth. Access into your depth. Will you lift your voice and pray? I desire access tonight. Grant your servant access. Grant your servant access, O God. Grant your servant access, O God. Let me have access, my father. Leave access for them. Not create, you leave it for them. Show them the pathway to access. Teach them access. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. I have several things to cover tonight. Now listen to me very carefully. I didn't come to preach here. I come to impact. And by the mystery of impartation, lives are changing. Are you with me? Testimonies, pastor shared powerful testimonies with me in the office. It shared few with you here. People are delivered. Addiction is crushed. I didn't need to lay hands because I come to impact. Because after the meeting is true, anything that is legally yours in Christ, you're going to lay hold on them. Because you will not be praying for things, you pray for the element of inheritance. So once you can get the rope, you know the ring will come. And by the time you had knowledge about the sandal, you take the three kids together. So you don't need to pray for certain things. Once you have this element, you will begin to have them come to you. Amen. Amen. We'll take a scripture, then we'll take our seats tonight. Colossians chapter 3 from verse number 22 to 25. Colossians chapter 3 from verse 22. The Bible says, Born servant, obey in all things your master according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men please us. But in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it utterly as to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive what? The reward of what? The inheritance. Inheritance is a reward in our kingdom contest. The reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord. Are you with me? You see, this agrees with the scripture that says you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and your water. 
you will take away sickness from the midst of you. None shall be barren or suffer miscarriage, and the numbers of your days it will fulfill. Amen. Verse 25. Why will this happen? But he that does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, but there is no partiality. Are we together? This is the truth of God's word. Tonight, there'll be a reward. Yeah. I don't like that amen. There'll be a reward. Yeah. I said there'll be a reward. Yeah. I want to believe that in your dressing tonight, there is something new with you. Yes, if it's as new as nose mask or face mask that you've not used before, that is new, just open the nylon. Or I'm one of the handkerchief of yesterday. If it's as simple as that, a pen, I just want something new that has not been used before, that you are the first using it today, or you are the first opening it today, maybe a gift you are giving sometimes back. I just want you to be with something new. Some wore new dresses, some gotten for themselves new tie, or some got new whatever. But just be with new things. Now listen to me, listen very carefully. The first miracle that Jesus did was very funny. Are we together? Are we together? Don't just, don't just get carried away with that one. Just stay first. Amen. Let me have your attention 100%. Stop, wondering, stop walking around. The Bible says, the wine finished. And the mother of Jesus came to his son Jesus, the Messiah. And he said to him, they have no more wine. And the Lord Jesus asked the mother a simple question. What has that to do with me? For my hour has not come. Then the mother left the presence of Jesus. I'm quoting from John chapter 2. And he went to meet those guys who are there. And she said to them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And they came to Jesus. They have no more wine. And if you know anything about the scripture, they put wine in the wine skin. Are we together? Then when they came to Jesus, he gave them a very weird instruction. And he told them to go fill the water pot with water to the brim. Excuse me, Lord, we are not asking for water. Number two, water pot is for purification. We are talking about wine. But pay attention to the Bible. He said, Mary went to the servant. Servant don't argue. Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. Servant don't argue. They obey. All right, so he went to the servant, and in that disposition, they obeyed the master. They filled the water pot that was about 20 to 30 gallons apiece, and they filled it to the brim. That was the instruction. Then he said to them, draw from that water and go show it to the master of the feast. All right? Now, when he gave that instruction, that was weird. We filled the jar with water. The jar was made for purification, and we filled it with water. Now, you now said we should go show it to the master of the ceremony. What about if we get to the master of ceremony and he throw it on our face? So, what rubbish is this? What is this that you've brought? But they obeyed, they go. Servant felt no shame to instruction. Are you with me? Some of you cannot handle divine instruction, and that's why your life has not entered the supernatural. Portals of heaven were to be opened. Miracles were to happen. The beginning of Jesus' ministry was to commence. But he didn't start it with sons. He didn't start it with matters of ceremony. He started with servants. But this is the instruction they were given in verse 5. Whatever he tells you to do, 
do it. Then the Bible said they draw the water, they gave to the master of the ceremony, and he tasted the water that had been made wine, unknown to him, and he drank it, and he said, wow. I've had experience all through the year. Every man, when they are doing a party, they set the good wine first. And when men are a bit tipsy, they give them inferior wine. But you have kept the best wine till now. In your life, you will keep the best wine. The secret of keeping best wine till date and upper is that whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Are you with me? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. A guy has been jobless from school for eight years. I saw him, and he had these beautiful beers. Not like some of your beers he had. His own was well-shaved. And I saw him, and I said, go shave your hair, scrape everything. Let there be no air on your head and no air on your beers. And I said, before they ever grow back, you get a good job. And he got a job. Excuse me, what has his hair got to do with that? Ask the Holy Spirit. You don't have you. You know that song that is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to lean upon his promise. Just to know, to see the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I love you. How I prove it or and or. Jesus, Jesus, blessed Jesus. Hope for faith to trust you more. Your disobedience is a proof of your distrust. You don't disobey because you are arrogant. You disobey because you don't trust. Now, when Jesus did this with them, and the master of ceremony tested the wine, pay attention to where I'm going, oh. Because I'm leaving something here as I'll be going tonight. Something will be here forever, tabernacle. And I meant everything I said by the words that I speak tonight. Then the man picked the microphone and he told everybody that this man, he turned to the bridegroom. He said he has kept the best wine till now. The bridegroom was oblivious to what they were saying. He had no clue where the whole thing happened or anything happened. And the Bible says, the master of ceremony did not know where the wine came from. Only the servant knew. Which means if that miracle will repeat, it will be in the hand of servant. If the, anybody we connect to that miracle, they are the only one that knew where it came from, and they are the only one that can take anybody there. Sometimes, those who have it does not have mic. They don't have stage. They don't have prominence. They don't have prominence. They don't have popularity. And to them it is given, because container that have water doesn't shout. I speak tonight. That which God will drop with you today will last for the rest of your days. It is not you have kept the best one till now. Go to verse 11. That's what is important. Verse 11, give me. He said, This is the beginning of the signs of Jesus that did the Kenan of Galilee and my presence is glory. Give me nine. I think it should be nine. Should be nine. Before the disciples believed him, should be nine. That was the word. When the master of the feast tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servant who drew the water knew. But the master of the feast, who had the mic and the stage, did not know. Only the servant. I come tonight as the servant of God. I want to take you on a journey of the spirit. Amen. We will arrive at his presence. Amen. 
I said you will arrive in his presence. In his very presence, in his very essence, you will see the glory of the living God. Say, Lord, I'm hoping for tonight. Do with me as you please. Do with me as you please. I'm open for tonight. I'm open for your glory. I'm open for your power. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Give you glory. Thank you, mighty God. For Jesus, not the name we have prayed. Please be seated. God bless you. I am running fast tonight. I quoted for you Genesis chapter 28. Thank you, Pastor. The Lord bless you and your lovely wife. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Deacon Collins and your wife and the wife. I bless God for you too. Thank you very much. I enjoy my stay in Abuja. Thank you. Thank you. My former host at, at um, Suleja, the man do not have mercy on my soul. He has printed another poster for another program in August. He said, while I'm still asking God, they have received the team for me. Hmm? See, they've, see, see, they've printed another poster for, for August. I have not, I have not finished. The one they, the one they received, he still brought pastors to my hotel from Suleja today. See what <laughs> it dressed. You, you saw the, the pastor that they brought together to just pray. Tonight is a very special night. I want to start from this scripture. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was aware of it. I was afraid. And he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and the gates of heaven. Spiritual gates are the passageway to enter through or to go out from a destination. Say spiritual gate. I didn't hear you. There are gates that are portals into the body. Amen. There are gates that they are portals into your body, for example. Your body have gates and portals into them, all right? To your mind, to your soul, to your spirit. The gateway to your mind, to your soul and spirit is your gate of your ear, ear gate, eye gate. Are you with me? All right? The gates of your feelings, the gates of your emotion. They can have things to assess you. All right? There are gates that control the entrance into the hegris from the system of this world. There are church gates, there are city gates, there are regional gates, there are national gates, there are kingdom gates. I was entering a particular land and I saw a place where they just drew something there and my oath said, this is the gate to our city. I said, stop. Now, there is no physical gate there, but it's a gate. When you pass through a T-junction, you are standing by gate because in your world, there is a spirit world. Some beings existed where you are. The T-junction is a gate. A cross section is a gate. Where there is a roundabout, that is a gate. Alright, so then when you know how to handle the gate, you know how to conquer the city. There are gates, sir. Very, very important. Very, very crucial that for you to have that understanding that there are gates. Alright? There are, there, are, there are national gates, there are kingdom gates, there are gates through which the Holy Spirit flows into and gates that if open to darkness, evil can flow into it. Gossip is a gate. Strife is a gate. Offense is a gate. Are you me? Bitterness is a gate. 
He said, let no bitterness spring forth in you. No root of bitterness spring forth in you. He said, because by this many became defiled. It's a gate that defiled a man that he won't be able to handle or held on to the blessings of God. Immorality is a gate. He said, by means of a lottery, a man is reduced to a cruise of bread. A gate. Humility is a gate. Jesus said, I am meek and lowly in heart. Come and learn of me. Because I'm meek and lowly in heart. You come and learn of me. In that access, you get access to a particular realm. A portal is open for you. You will find rest. When you, when you come and learn of me, you'll find rest for your soul. There are gates of hell and gates that open into the stairways of heaven. There are gates into heavens which are doors to the outer court, inner court, and into the throne. The holies of holies. There are keys which open gates and the gatekeeper anointed and appointed to operate those doors. So I come as the one that have access in certain degree of work with the spirit to open some things tonight. Your faith is a gate to limitless possibilities. There is a realm of limitless possibilities. That once your faith is in place, you assess that dimension. Are you with me? Submission is a gate of rulership. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Once you submit, you open the gate. That's the key given to you. To open a gate to the dimension of dominating darkness. But if you don't have understanding of this, you miss out on what God intended. It is possible and very likely that many people either move through gates for good or for bad for them without any inclination that they are doing so. And even as the patriarch Jacob confessed, you can be in a place of God and not even be aware of it. So this night, I pray in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, you'll be able to take control of your life. Yeah. Very important to know there are gates. There are gates, that, there are gates of honor. When you pass through the gate of honor, you can assess the anointing that is beyond you. When you honor a man that carries grace, he can extend unto you. When you recognize it and you honor it, it answers for you. It opens you to supernatural dimension. The Shunammite woman perceived that, that this man is a holy man of God that passed here regularly. And she got a key to serve that anointing and gate was opened to her. Barrenness was broken. Death was cancelled. Famine was cancelled. And her inheritance was restored. From that second, chronicle, second Kings rather when the incident happened. Down to chapter 8. You see the story there. Again. Elisha honored a man of God. He followed him to pass Jordan together. And the man opened a portal and said, ask what I shall give you. And the guy said, I want double portion of your spirit. Said, you have asked a very hard thing, but nevertheless, if your high gate is open, you'll have it. Very important. You can be in the service and the man of God is talking and the highs of your understanding is enlightened. And you understood and connect to something that every other person doesn't have a clue. So I want you to be alive tonight because gates are being opened. Amen. Because keys are being delivered. Amen. You will know what to do. That a man do not know what to do is that the gate is closed. The gatekeepers are not opening it. There are some gates that require key. But there are some gates that does not require key. They require your presence. 
And once you as closer to the door, it opens on its own accord by the virtue of what you carry. Now listen carefully. In Acts chapter 12, Peter was locked up in the prison. And while he was in the prison, he remained there. The best he could do is to sleep. He was so tired, so he slept. In the midst of shins and shackles, he slept. He's done everything. You think he will not have prayed? You don't have called on Jesus. Bible said, but the church were praying. And an angel from Brazil was deployed. And he appeared into the prison. Now listen. He smote Peter. And he arose. And the chain fell off. The man that slept was not the man that wake. <laughs> he smote Peter by the side. He awoke. And the chains and the shackles that held him fell off. Then they moved to the first gate. The Bible says it opens. They moved to the second gate. The Bible says it opens. Then they moved to the gate that leads to the city. The Bible says it opens on its own accord. And so you can sit down and the gate to the possibilities of God's dimension of deliverance can open to you. Somebody was here yesterday. He was hearing what you are hearing. And he used to have a problem. Anytime he saw snakes in his dream, he will fall into sexual morality. There's a manner of demonic stuff. Even if he fasted after that experience and he did seven days fast or three days fast, the day he finished the fast, the devil will come. But last night, he had an encounter because the light from God dawned on him. You know, light shines in darkness and darkness comprehended not. By the light of God in his spirit, he went to bed to sleep. Probably not expecting to have, not expecting to have such dream again. He wasn't expecting it. It just happened. And he had a dream. He dreamt again. And the serpents were coming. He had, he's used to them. But this time, the man has entered into another dimension. And the snakes does not know that the realm has changed. When they followed him this time around, they were burning up. They were burning up. I decree every demonic infringement around your life shall catch fire. That's what happened to the brother. Now listen, that wasn't even a testimony. When he woke up from that experience, he knew that he's delivered. He knew. He wasn't guessing. He knew he's delivered. He knew in his spirit that he's free. Spiritual things are real. Attention can be a key. To open you to portals in the spirit. Now the joy I have in my spirit is this. When I was studying the ladder of Jacob. I discovered the Greek. The Hebrew word that. Explained the ladder of Jacob. Link it to helix. That DNA. Cross gate. I mean the spiral steps in DNA. Alright. That was how the portal was. It wasn't like a straight ladder. It was like this. And now if you watch many of the cartoons that our children watches, when portals were open in the spirit, in those they are funny cartoons, and some of them are demonic, it's spiral. Now the beauty is that the gate that Jacob encountered is from within. If the, if the gate is like the helix, if it's like helix, according to how Hebrew describe it, and helix only exists in our DNA, it means from within you can connect to him and you can deal with without. So it is important that you know that while you are waiting for gate to open outside, gate can open within. Break forth, O spirit of the deep, 
Cry out, Kadosh. It's not, it's not a it's not a song for those who don't have spiritual understanding. You can from within be free. The woman with the issue of blood connected from within. She sat within herself. Nobody touched that one. She sat within herself. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall make wool. People were thronging the same Jesus. Nothing happened. But she touched with the affliction of 12 years and she was delivered. Tonight you shall be free. Yeah. It happened within. She touched within herself. Inside of herself. She opened up to something. So it's very crucial and important that you understand the dimension of how supernatural things work. So tonight I'll be talking about the sandal. You know, the third symbol of the tool of inheritance. Luke chapter 15 remains my test. And I'm talking of the story of the prodigal son. Gospel according to St. Luke. We pick from verse 17. When he came to himself, he said, How many hard servants did my father have enough bread to eat and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven. I have sinned before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him. And he had compassion. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in your sight, I'm no longer worthy to call your son. 22. The Bible said, but the father said to his servant, bring out what? The best robe. Put it in his, put it on him. A ring on his hand and a sandal on his feet. Let's look at this same verse, my brother. This same verse, 22 back, please. Luke 15, 22 in the message Bible. I'm wrapping it up tonight. So I have to do a very good recap. But the father wasn't listening. The guy was talking. The father wasn't listening. And, um. He was calling to the servant, quick, bring a clean cloth, dress him. Put the family ring on his fingers and sandal on his feet. Now, in message, Bible said, the guy was talking about, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He's saying different things. As boy was talking to the father, the father said, this guy has gotten the key. The key is that you are made worthy in God to have access to everything. When you stand before God, you must see yourself as unworthy. You have made worthy to have access to everything. But when you are standing before the one that makes you worthy, you become unworthy. When the 24 elders were before the one that crowned them, they removed their crown. They threw it at his feet. And they prostrated themselves and worshipped. You don't wear crown before the one that crowned you. You don't claim right before the one that gives it to you. So I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your servants. When the son is claiming or demanding from the father to make him a servant, he became a legitimate son. One of the things that have killed believers is claiming rights before they want to have all the rights. And the righteousness of man is like a future act before God. You don't claim right before the one that is mighty. Because when you have a little toga of arrogancy because of your small righteousness that you display, you will discover it's like a filthy rag before God. Because while you are thinking of that which you have done perfect, if heaven open your calendar, your dossier, and show you your imperfection, you will judge yourself. So it's important that you understand the dimension of the spirit and how it works. Until you see yourself as unworthy. 
you will not be qualified for that which you are worthy of. He said, the servant, when they walk and they labor, they do not come back before their master and claim what they've done. He said, if the master sent them an errand, they will still run the errand, having done the best that they could have done. And when they stand before their master, they will say, I am an unworthy servant. You know, the, the revelation of the Son of God can give you little pride. So you need revelation of the servant of God. You know, he said, let this man be you, which is also in Christ Jesus. He does not thought it robbery to be equal with God. He was equal. But you don't, you don't claim equality before him. You will lose it. He was equal in every rank, in every stature, he was equal. If you look at it from Message Bible, Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5, you have an insight into what I'm trying to say. I'm trusting God that the door within you shall open. And the deep shall call to the deep. You are not shouting a prophetic amen. Think of yourself the way Christ thought of himself. Fast brother. Move on. Verse 6. He had equal status with God, but he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantage and the status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privilege of deity and took the status of a slave and became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived as a selfless, obedient life. He lived a selfless, obedient life and he died a selfless, obedient death. The worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far above anyone and anything else. So that all created beings in heavens and on earth, even those long dead and buried, we bow in worship before this Jesus Christ. And call him out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. Somebody say amen. amen. This is it. The day you don't claim it, you own it. You must have an understanding that when we are nothing in our sight, we become something. Yes. The problem with Saul was he was nothing in his eyes. He became a king. When he will be dethroned, this was the word that was said to him. While you are nothing in your own eyes, you are made captain. Now that you are something in your eyes, you are nothing. You step down from that throne. It is the lamb that sits on the throne. It's the lamb that sits on the throne. We belong to the lion of the tribe of Judah, but it's the lamb that sits on the throne. Not the lion. Is it our worthy to receive glory, honor, and power? For thou had created all things for your pleasure, they are, and were created. And he took Revelation and said, the lamb that was slain, and he received this dimension of stuff from God. He was slain as a lamb, then he received, only lamb can receive, lion don't. So you must understand our nature, we are both lamb and lion. Dealing with the enemy, we are lion. But listen, even sometimes dealing with the enemy, we do lamb. Jesus conquered the devil, conquered every demons, led captivity captives, as a lamb. May God give you understanding. Amen. 
the sandal. The sandal symbolizes all through the scriptures. The symbolism of the sanders carry a very deep meaning and a deep message. Why did the father give him a sandal? Question is this. The boy just returned back home. Isn't it? He just returned back home. He has said this word to his father. He has declared his state to his father. Why not pick the boy and take him inside? Why dress him up outside when he's coming inside? You must pay attention to the scriptures. Everything in the scriptures are deliberate. It is no coincidence. It is not meaningless. Like I told my son, no dream is meaningless. Write it down. As you grow, you will understand. Now your understanding is unfruitful. It will be fruitful later. So that's why you write it down. Why the sandal? The boy... Ran, the boy was coming to his father. The father ran to meet him. And now the boy is coming, was coming home. The father sent them home to go bring these things. He dressed the boy. And they were walking together back to the house. It doesn't make sense. Except that the Lord was showing a secret in parable. For the story of the prodigal son is a parable. Deep truth that is conveyed in coded language. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 5. When the issue of servant was not shown. The Bible says the Lord said to Moses. Do not draw near to this place. Take off your sandal off your feet. For the place where you stand is a holy ground. Take off your sandal. What does that mean? To take off your sandal. Boy. You are a strong willed young man. But you can't walk with me. Neither can you come to this dimension of my operation. Take off your sandals. Submit to my rulership. If you will ever rule and reign in life. You and I, we have been ordained as king and priest. And the Bible says we will reign in life. Take off your sandals. Means submit your will, your plan unto me. That's the first meaning. Take off your will, your experience, your idea of who I am in your mind. Take off your sand up from your feet because you are going to experience something new. And from that particular junction, the experience of Moses was new. That God that was talking to him, he has never met him before. Sandal symbolizes power. But when you stand before God, you take it off. We don't wear sandal before him, but we wear it before the enemy. Take off your will, take off your experience, take off what you know about me before. Because experience is very good. Experience is an asset unto you. Experience can let you get a good job. Experience can open doors to you. Experience can make you win great contracts. But listen to me, experience has its liabilities and its downside. Experience will make you treat something new as something familiar. Many of us have damaged many gadgets in our house because we thought we know how to operate them without reading the manual. Because our experience with the hold will affect our dealings with the new. So as beautiful as the experience has been for us, it can become a problem to us. You don't treat two children alike. No matter how fruitful you are as a mother, each child are different from another. 
So you don't use the experience of your firstborn to your lastborn. I have children. There are some of them that it, 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 you take some threat of cane for them to be okay. Some you talk to them. The one that requires cane does not need talk. And you don't because all of them did something wrong. There are some of them that you are not to beat because you know as a parent, this one does not need beating. If you say, mommy, I'm sorry, he meant it. This one, if you say, I'm sorry, he's just, he just wants to escape the cane. Are you with me here? Experience is powerful. If you have met bad people before and you are not careful, you might close your door to good people. If you have experience with people from the other part of Nigeria that have been terrible to your family, it could close your door when God is bringing good friendship and good relationship from that end. So a believer must not have enemy because somebody who pulled you down yesterday can lift you up tomorrow. Experience is powerful, so pull off your shoe, pull off your sandal. When you want to walk into inheritance, pull off your sandal. The office that turned you down can lift you up. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 15, he said, Where you have been forsaken and rejected, that no man went through thee. I will make you an eternal excellency and a joy of many generations. In that same place. Peter almost missed his miracle in Luke chapter 5. He was standing before the Lord. He listened to Luke 5 from Mark 5. He was standing before the Lord, saying to the Lord Jesus, I, This is my experience. I have toiled all night and I caught nothing. And I'm washing my net before you ask for the boat for your usage. Now you are sending me back to the water. Let me tell you what I understand. By experience, you don't catch fish in daytime. But Jesus said, Go back now and launch into the deep. Now, in the night, nobody saw him. So when he failed, nobody see it. In the daytime, everybody's watching because Jesus just finished preaching to the crowd. And they launched into the deep. The same water, with the same boat, with the same net, and same Peter, but different experience. Somebody, after this meeting, you are going back to where it's not working, and it will be working here. You go back to the well that you dug and find no water, and there shall be water gushing out. You will go back to the door that is shut. It shall open on its own accord. You are not shouting a prophetic amen here. Same. The same thing that the brother of Joseph did to destroy him was the same thing that God intended for his lifting. Same. Thank God for the buckler that forgot him. If you had mentioned him, it would not be relevant. You don't hear what I just said. Thank God for the buckler that forgot Jacob and Joseph. Because if you had remembered him anytime soon, he would have appeared before Pharaoh prematurely. They might not probably call for him when he's... You see, sometimes God keeps you to the time that is relevant. When some people do not help you, it's because God doesn't want anybody to share his glory in your life. He doesn't want anybody to have an investment in the future that they will say to you, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. He doesn't want it for you. So he closed all the door of help that not from them. So when you are lifted, you said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Stop being annoyed and angry with those who didn't help you. It's not from God. Because if God help you not, no man will help you. They said to David, bless are your helpers, for the Lord thy God helpeth thee. The woman cried to the king, he said, king, help. He said, where shall I find help for you? He said, from the threshing floor or from the white press? If God did not help you, how can I help you? So it is because God is helping you that any man help you. If they don't help you, God is not helping you. And the help of man shall be in vain. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 15. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandal of your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. 
take off your own ability joshua take off your confidence in yourself take off your confidence in your sword take off your confidence in your military capacity you're asking god are you for us or you're against us take off your shoe don't ask that question i'm not for i'm not against i'm i'm in charge i'm in charge of it i'm not for you i'm not against you if you turn to me in right way i bless you if you turn against me i crush you with them You must have a disbalanced understanding settling you when we talk about this Andrew. Take off your confidence. Hallelujah. In fact, it was really illustrated in the book of Ruth when Boaz wanted to redeem Ruth, the Moabite, the widow of Naomi, as a kingsman redeemer. In Ruth chapter 4, from verse number 7. The Bible said, now this was the custom. Ruth 4, verse 7. The Bible said, now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning, concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, a man took off his sandal and gave it to another. And this is a confirmation in Israel. Look at this word in the Message Bible. In Message Bible. This is how it will read. In the holding times in Israel, this is how they handle official business regarding, pros- regarding property and what? Inheritance. This is how they do. Regarding property and inheritance. A man would take off his shoe and give it to another person this was the same as an official seal or a personal signature but the father giving the boy shoe is signing as the right owner of the authority that is the same way things work for me it will work for you Amen. the same way i am blessed you'll be blessed the same way it doesn't finish in my hand it will not finish in your hand the same way when i use it it increase it will increase in your hand same way when it gave the the shoe he authorized him for the inheritance and every forces of darkness both forces of light they recognize him as the one that is in charge the father pulled the shoe and gave to him you will take your shoe tonight you will take your sandal tonight it's a seal it's a signature it's a way of personal signature the voice version of the bible the voice version said it this way now in the whole days of israel when this story was played was playing out land was redeemed and property was transferred legally when a man involved in the sale remove one of his sandal and give it to the other this is how contract was sealed in israel i'll repeat it for you from the voice version of the bible he said, now in the whole days of Israel, when this story was played out, land was redeemed, property was transferred legally. When a man involved in the sale removed one of his sandals and gave to the other. This is how contract was sealed in Israel. The father sealed the contract by giving him a sandal. So Jesus played this out in this story that do not pursue for the property go for the sandal it's a proof that god has given you it was a confirmation in israel <laughs> it was an attestation it was a signature it was a legal transfer the father gave the sandals and we are confirmed and redeemed i say you are confirmed and redeemed i say you are confirmed and redeemed he that gave the robe, gave the ring, he that gave the ring, gave the sandal as a confirmation of your inheritance. That is, everyone is confirming it, approving it, asserting it that it is yours. Yeah. 
he said it was a confirmation in Israel. Now the father, now the transfer was, has been legalized. Your inheritance is now legally transferred. Without the sandal, your inheritance is not legal. When the father gave him the rope, when he gave him the ring, the legal authentication, the power of atony to operate with the ring, having that rope is the sandal. So if you use the ring without the sandal, you are not authorized. In the New Living Translation of Tinadale 1989, different, slightly different from our New Living Translation, it was stated there that, I would say in that day, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, for you do the things that are not authorized. Imagine I come to Abuja and God did not authorize it. Many pastors travel, they are not authorized on the journey. So the power of God was not confirming what they do. For the fact that the place is good and the people want you, does not mean everyone wants you to be there. Jesus, a man authorized, approved of God, with Holy Ghost and with power. So that was the authorization. The thing happened, the thing that happened here on Sunday, in the first and second service, and then it happened here yesterday, and what is happening now, there as a result of an authorization. I have the sandal. You don't hear what I'm saying. And I'm coming to you that you receive your sandal. Your amen does not look at what I'm saying. Your amen reveals the level of your understanding. By giving the sandal, he said, take my ability. Take my sufficiency. Take my strength. Take my inexhaustible provision. That's what the sandal indicates. It is legally yours. No devil can contend with it. If you have the ring, you have the rope, you don't have the sandal, enemy can still contend. You need to grow for the sandal. I had an encounter several years ago. Some robbers were pursuing me. And it was a hot pursuit with gun. They were going to kill me. I was serious. I tried to shoot them. My gun was not working on them. So I ran to escape. I was so scared in the revelation. Then I found me in a street. I ran into a building. It was a bungalow building. This building we call Face Me, I Face You in Lagos. I don't know whether you have it in Abuja here. I ran into this house. And there are people seated at the back. Now, Katsi demand in my tribe to greet people that sat at the back. But instead of greeting them, I just asked them, by the instruction I received while I escaped to ask for the house of a particular man, a white man. So they said I should go into that room. I entered into the room. Our furniture in the room was quite dark. And the man from the room opened the door and we got to another street. Peaceful street. The street was quite peaceful. And I saw a man, Baba Uibo. The man looked like missionaries that have stayed long in Africa and the son of Africa have dealt with their skin pigmentation. And as I saw the man, I sat beside him. He said to me to remove the phone, the SIM, the SIM card from my phone, and remove the battery. So I removed the SIM card from my phone, and I removed the battery. And I said, you should also let me remove the memory card. So I removed it, I put it on the table. And he was saying something, and I do not understand what he was saying. Then he called some children to come out. And he said to them to bring me the old drum set. And they brought old drum set for me from the room. And this the speaker. On the speaker, I saw Waffidel speaker. We have the kind in the church. They brought it up, but they were old. He now carried two big sandals, slapped them together, and gave it to me. And said to look for a car 
that will take me. And he said to the young girl that he sent, do not take the normal red cab or yellow cab of Fashalau. Take the one that is 1010. And on 1010, to take it, and they open a gate that lead to another place. Now, I've got it to another dimension, to another dimension. So I carried the sandal, and I walk out. Then I walk. I rose. That encounter changed my life. I understood every detail. It took me five years to have full understanding of just simple thing I told you now. But I understand it changed the trajectory of my destiny. I am not trying to do it. I am doing it. I'm speaking to you tonight. You will receive your sander. <laughs> Except you don't have new thing on you in this place. If you have new thing on you, you receive your sander. Your amen does not have enough faith in it. The attitude of your faith must reflect in your amen. By sandal, what did he say? By giving the sandal, he said, take my ability, take my sufficiency, you are not responding. Take my strength, take my inexhaustible provision. It is legally yours. No devil can contend with you. Take all my blessing. It's legal for you. Your forgiveness and your pardon is legal. Your wealth transfer has been legalized. Your healing and deliverance has been legalized. Your protection and security has been legalized. The accusation of the enemy is cancelled. Immediately, he received the sandal and he was going to the house. He entered the house. They killed the fattest calf and they were feasting and his elder brother emerges. And he asks a servant, what is going on inside there? And they said to him, your father rejoices because he received your brother safely. And the boy was hungry and he doesn't go inside. Then the father came out and accosted him. And he said to him, Buddy, what is the challenge? And the boy said to the father, He said, I have been with you in this house. I'm a faithful son, submitting to you. He said, But this your son, this son of yours, not my brother, is a son of yours. This son of yours, who took all your inheritance and went away on a prodigal and riotous living, who wasted his inheritance on Harlot, he came back. And you kill a fattest calf for him. And I been here with you. You don't kill a kid goat for me and my friend. And the father said to the boy, What's your problem, my boy? Everything that I have is yours. He said, But rejoice. You see, your brother, he was lost. Now he is found. He was dead. Now he's alive. Let us marry. It means by the sander. The accusation of your brethren are baseless. Because Sander is a seal, a legal confirmation on the ring. It is he that has a Sander that can use the ring. You need the rope to get the ring. You need the Sander to use the ring. Are you here? Are you here? Your protection and security is legalized from the scotch of tongue. It's legalized. The accusation of the elder brother of the prodigal son was baseless because the father had made him legal by giving him sandal. Hallelujah. The father gave more to the young boy than he, the father gave more than young goat 
his younger brother has been legalized. He said, you killed animal for him. It's not Christmas time. You killed the fattest calf for him. Why? The boy has been legalized. Your mistake of the past is inconsequential once you are given this under. The call, the gifts and the call of God, the Bible said they are without repentance. Once you give the sandal, you are eternally secured. A man with the sandal cannot lose it. It can be suspended from him for a time. It will land back. Because the blessings of God are indestructible. When you miss your season, it is suspended. Any blessing from heaven are not going back to heaven. They stay. When you mess up, they are suspended till you are clean up, they can rest again. Because he legalized it. Now, let me, let me show you something. Why are they so important in the scriptures? Let's reason for a while in the word of God. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. When John was talking about Jesus, he said, But he who is coming after me is mightier than high, whose sandal I'm not worthy to carry. He said, The legal authority that Christ will walk with, I cannot carry it. The authentication of Jesus' right to operate on this earth, I can't, I can't deal with it. He said, You see, I'm baptizing with water. He will baptize with Holy Ghost. He has what it takes to do it. In Acts of Apostles chapter 3, chapter 13, verse 25. Acts chapter 13, 25. He said, but behold, there come one after me, the standard of whose feet I'm not worthy to lose. Think about it. Why is John the Baptist emphasizing the sanders? The battle of the last day is a battle of the feet. Uh, we are going somewhere now. We're almost there. The battle of the last day is a battle of the feet. Hence, there is need for sander. Hence, our need for sander is inevitable. Because the end time battle is a battle of the foot. It's a feet battle. I'll show you. Stay with me. Amen? Amen. Now, in the book of Romans chapter 16, verse 20, that's a prophetic scripture of how everything will end. Romans 16, 20. The God of peace will crush Satan. Where? Under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all. Somebody say amen. amen. It must be rope before the ring. It must be ring before the sandal. The rope the ring and the sandal are the tool of your dominion. Now let me now show you something. In the beginning, when man fell, before the fall, Bible says, and God blessed them. You that you are listening online, hear this word now. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful. And what? Multiply. And what? Replenish the earth. And what? Subdue it. And what? Have dominion. After that declaration, man was created, woman was formed. Then they commit sin. He cast them out of the garden. He cursed the ground for man's sake. He doesn't curse man. God didn't curse his creation. He cannot curse him. He's in his image and his likeness. And he can't curse his image. He can't curse his likeness. But he cursed the ground for the man's sake. Amen. Then after that experience, Jonah's life, Noah's period came. When Noah's period came, something strange happened. He offered sacrifice to God after the flood. Then God came again in the same order and God blessed Noah. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. But he didn't give him the ability to subdue and have dominion. 
The reason why wild animals could not kill them was that they had power to subdue it. So when Jesus came and sandal was introduced, for the Lord have declared from the beginning when he was putting enmity between the woman and the seed of the between the woman and seed and the serpent, he said, You will bruise his, you will crush his head, he will bruise your heel. So it's a battle of what? Okay. Now, why did the father give the son sandal? He's saying, when you witness your funeral, when you die to yourself, I will give you the kit to exhibit the ability to subdue and to have dominion legally. The ability has been lost. So when you lose anything on earth, they will lose it in heaven. When you burn anything on earth, they will burn it in heaven. It will be according to the first order. But for a long time, it's oblivious to the church that we are given sandal as our kit of inheritance. Nobody talk about it because they do not know. Because they didn't know. So I came tonight to announce to you under prophetic grace and unction that as you follow the Lord in wearing the robe, you are qualified for the sandal. The sandal declare that legally you have the right to dominate. You don't understand. Why is it say, how beautiful are the head of those that spread the good news? You don't worry. Why did he say, how beautiful are the fingers of those that spread the good news? He said, how beautiful are the fruit, are the feet of them that publicize good news? Okay. In other words, that scripture was in the Old Testament, but he's saying there will be a people that they will have a Christ that they will have a gospel and the gospel is kitted with the things that was lost in the beginning in the garden these people once they get the element accurately they have every five declaration of what the blessing carry reflected in their life are you in church are you in church may the lord grant you understanding now you must understand this word the power of god is rising up tonight bringing you to your inheritance Now let me let me bring it over here. In Hosea chapter six from verse one, Hosea six one, he said, "Come, let us return unto the Lord, for He hath torn us; He will heal us. He hath smitten us; He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will rise us up, that we might live in His sight." Then He said, "Then we shall know if we follow on to know the Lord. He is going forth." And preparing as the morning, it shall come forth to us as a rain, and latter rain, the former, and, and as the latter rain, and the former rain to the earth. Now pay attention. When the Lord did this work of reviving, and this kit can be released to believers, they will exhibit dominion over the devil, according to the book of Romans chapter 16 verse 20. The head of the serpent shall be crushed under their feet shortly. May that shortly start now. Amen. Now listen. Why is it so important that when Jesus came to the earth, he didn't wash their head? He didn't wash their hand. Where did he wash? He washed the feet. The feet. <laughs> That's where the dominion is. That's where the power is. In blessing the 12 tribes, the father raised up his prophetic anointing and patriarchal grace to a son called Asa. He said, Asa. Let's look at Genesis 49. He pronounced a blessing upon Asa 
But there is something that he said about Asa that is very important and key to your life. Tonight, you will take the rope. I tell you, I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need your amen to be excited. No, I'm not that. No, no, no. Your amen agrees with what I'm declaring. Tonight, you will take your robe. Tonight, you will take your ring. Help yourself. Tonight, you will have your sandal. If you believe it, let me hear your prophetic amen here. Uh, give me in Deuteronomy. Where Moses was declaring on Asa. That should be 34 or thereabout. Just want to show you something. Several years ago, I had this encounter. He said, Let Asa dip his foot in oil. Let him be accepted by his brethren. Let his foot become brass. Get it for me, son. The Lord bless you. Now pay attention. While they were searching that scripture for me, why in Psalm 91 that he said he will give his angel charge over you that you will not dash your foot against stones. Pay attention. You will tread upon serpent and scorpion. And over all the power of the enemy, Jesus said, and nothing shall our enemies hurt you. The feet wears the shoe. In our old English, it's called the sandal. Go back, my brother. God bless you. 34, 33, 24. Now look at it. He said, let, he said, and of us, I said, let him be favored. Give me KJV version. King James version. Old King James. Oh, bless you, brother. You're doing fine. Let Asa be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. Let him dip his foot in oil. 25. Thy shoe shall be iron and brass. As thy day are, so shall thy strength be. It means the strength of inheritance is in the sandal. It's in your feet. When the Lord wants to bless Father Abraham, I've been asked a series of encounters with God. God said to him, Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. It's a feat. That December, I fasted and prayed. The Lord instructed me to get oil. I get the oil. Just obey God. I don't know what it means. He said, I should pour it in a basin. I pour it in a basin and wash your feet in oil. I was washing my feet. It doesn't make any sense. He went, but I just obey God. He felt strange. I did it. And he said, your feet become brass. He said, you will crush them. And I was speaking in tongues. So when I finished, I was feeling the anointing. But I did not understand that practice. Whether it is scriptural based. Until I found it in Deuteronomy. The second day. In the devotion. You know those times that you just mistakenly open the Bible. Or a fan blew the Bible to a particular portion. And it was there. And I saw it there. And I screamed. 
I didn't see it before I do it. Now listen, if the instruction is from God, you will find it in the scripture. It's a matter of time. It is important that you understand this dimension of the spirit. There are some things that God will bear, he will give his angel charge over you to bear you in their hands. Now, if they are bearing in their hands, that means your leg is standing on the hands of the angels. Are you in church? You are standing on the hands of the angels that you will not dash your foot against stones. So as powerful as your foot are, there are stones you don't dash it on. <clears throat> According to Psalm 91. But he now said, you will tread upon lion and cobra. Give me Psalm 91 first. Are you with me? Are you with me? Now, if you don't have the understanding of what I'm talking about, you will not know the things God invested on the foot, on your feet. Because this is where the dominion is. He said to the Israelites, when they, were moved, when they moved into their inheritance, he said, wherever the sole of your feet shall tread, I will give unto you for possession. Daddy was praying in camp, and he was just spreading as he was praying. So in prayer, he fell into the spirit, and he walked into the forest. And he was lost in the forest of the camp. Then he said to the Lord, Lord, I have passed the place of, the, of my land. I am lost here. God said, you are not lost. You have walked up to this place. I have added it to the one you have. And he said to God, God, I have not even buy much of the land. He said, you walk. He said, continue walking. And as of then, he walked to the place where there is kilometer three by kilometer three. Then. And he said, okay, God, I want to be sure if this is you, you will lead me back home. And he said, follow this straight path and keep going. And he compressed the land. And while he was walking, he found himself close to where there is light that showed that he's back home. And God said, everywhere that you have walked today is yours. Why do you take possession by feet? Wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, shall be given to you for possession. You shall tread upon lion and cobra and young lion and serpent. You shall trample where? Underfoot. Hence, you need a sandal. Now, as I try to close, I, I'm feeling something very curious in my spirit, I tell you. This is truth. I'm feeling it. You see, that new thing you put on tonight has registered you for authorization. Yeah. Come on. You don't know what I'm saying. The dimension of the spirit that you begin to walk now shall be so crystal clear because you know it is a rope before the ring. It is a ring before the sandal. And when the kids are completing you, you can leave Abuja and went to Plato State to start your life. And in two years, nobody will believe what result your life will have brought out. <laughs> because what it takes to rule every, anywhere is the rope, the ring, and the sandal. May you dip your foot in oil. Amen. Your amen does not understand what I'm saying. Amen. May you dip your foot in oil. Amen. May you be accepted before your brethren. May your feet become brass. May each step of yours from now become higher. I decree in the name of Jesus, as your days are, so shall your strength be. It means 
the strength of our longevity is tied to the sandal. It means we are not just going to rule for a short period. It will be long. Amen. We are not going to be blessed for a short time. It will be long. Amen. You don't understand tonight how important it is. Some, some dangerous people are pulling up their shoe already and he didn't send you. Some are wearing new shoes tonight. Some are feeling something in their shoe already because you must have a ring. It is the shoe that authenticates the ring. They will honor the man that have the sandal and every declaration on the ring shall be accepted because he's wearing the robe. So the prodigal son entered his father's house and he sat down. And the father declared that to all the servants. You see, do you understand? The darkest hour of the church is the glorious hour. Your weakest season or point of your life is your greatest strength. The devil, if he had known, he would have left the boy alone in his father's house. He wouldn't let him come to the point of rope, ring, and sandal. If the enemy knows, he will have left you alone. He won't let you come to this point tonight where you assess this dimension of the supernatural. Because after tonight, as you step out, things will shift. Now, son, son, listen to me. In Deuteronomy 28, why did the scripture say, you shall be blessed when you go out? <laughs> and you shall be blessed when you come in. He takes the food to go out and to come in. It means uh, there is a dimension of the blessing that when you step out that you are going, blessings step out. When you are returning back, blessings come in. And one of the things about the blessings is that he make it rich and he had that no sorrow. It means when you step into somewhere, things shifted. If they want to kill you, all they have to do is to take the sound from the place where your foot has stepped into. And those who know what to do can finish you. Let's go get the sand. And they got the sand from where your foot has stepped into. With your shoe, the shoe print. Just take it. That's all. And things will begin to go wrong. But tonight, if I be a prophet of God, the Lord whom I serve will give you the sand down. Rise on your feet and begin to decree. In the name of Jesus, I receive the rope. I receive the ring. I receive the sandal. I receive the rope. I receive the ring. I receive the sandal. I will rule. I will reign. I will be blessed. Open your mouth and speak it out. I receive it today. From this day forward, wherever the soul of my fish tread shall be given to me for possession. I will not be torn down anymore. The ring, the robe, the ring and the sandal is mine. The robe, the ring and the sandal is mine. The robe, the ring and the sandal is mine. The robe, the ring and the sandal is mine. I will run through a trooper. 